Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. My team is like my family. You know, it sounds a little cheesy, but we win together and we lose together. So I always tell them it is okay to fail as long as you fail forward and recover. So the idea here is not to fail, but it is to learn from each failure. It's time for Women Who Code Conversations, a segment to hear from top technology professionals sitting down with a Women Who Code member to discuss real-world experiences in the industry, what they've learned over the course of their career, and what they think is coming next for tech. Hi, everyone. My name is Luz, and I am the Leadership Fellow for the Frontend Track at Women Who Code. Today, we will interview Shermina Lemos-Martina. She is the Engagement Director at K-Force, and she is passionate about IT and advocating for people's voices to be heard. She has more than 25 years of technology experience, including leading and contributing to several expertise-wise programs at K-Force. Shermila, your profile is so amazing and inspiring. I know that you have a technical background and have forged a career at K-Force. Can you tell more about your career journey? How did you come to work in technology? Thank you, Luz. So in college, I didn't take that traditional technology path, but I was always attracted to technology. My degrees are in mass communications with an MBA in in management and a minor in psychology. So when I graduated, it was during a recession. So I told myself to keep keep my mind flexible and an open mind on on my career choices. So about three years into my career as a very young manager, I was asked to switch gears and join an IT team to deliver a huge transformation project at an insurance company. You know, at first I was a little you know, worried because I don't have a background in IT. They send me to training for a couple of weeks so that I can get those basic skills as a BA. And I tell you, we removed 29 six drawer filing cabinets and moved all that paper to online files that were searchable through this OCR project. And from that moment on, I can tell you, once I saw the kind of change that we brought about, I was instantly hooked on technology and I never looked back. So after that, I spent a couple of years consulting as a business analyst and eventually I found my way to K-Force. It's been over two decades, love working at K-Force. I've worn many, many hats there. You know, over those two decades, I've been a business analyst. I've done technical writing. I've been a project manager, an agile project owner, which I love. And now I'm leading a team of engagement directors and business analysts. And so our responsibility is mostly to understand the strategic capabilities that are needed by the stakeholders to move their business forward, as well as documenting the more technical aspects, um, tactical aspects of their business. So I guess the story here is that some of you may be sitting out now listening to this and thinking, well, IT may not be for me because I didn't start in that traditional uh, technology path, but don't let that dissuade you. I didn't start in IT and I mean, I'm all in, I love it. Nice, seems like a lot of changes you went through to arrive to the point that you are currently. 
Can you tell us more about your day-to-day -day currently at K-Force? Absolutely. So my days are pretty different, right? But there's always a common theme. I spend most of my time meeting and planning with stakeholders, counseling the teams on how to negotiate minimum valuable product scope, MVP scope, and then guiding the team on the best ways to move programs forward. So, I, you know, so like today, I started my day with a one-on-one, -on -one, which I love anytime I get the opportunity to coach and mentor. I also had a skip level with one of the up-and-coming female leaders. I always make time for those because they're super important to me. I follow that with a working session with my peers. This is where we get to collaborate, you know, bounce ideas back and forth, solve common, you know, challenges. And then later I'm chairing an executive meeting where we get to discuss really strategic future endeavors and ensuring that we're aligned um, with stakeholders. Now, oftentimes we meet with vendors to make sure that they're staying on track on some of the engagement that we're collaborating on. And then, um, you know, I, I wanna make sure that whenever people need me, I'm available. So people can, you know, chat with me email, text, anytime they need help. That's that's kind of how my days go. Nice. And you are the lead of a team of 19 and you are responsible for stakeholder management. How does K-Force support you as a woman in leadership? So I definitely feel very much supported. And I, you know, I know that at K-Force, I have a voice. Over the years, I've I build a reputation through education, you know, making sure that I stay up to date um, on technology and more importantly, making sure that I say, you know, that I do what I say I'm going to do. That increases my level of confidence and my abilities, but it also established um, my stakeholders and leaders confidence in, in my ability. Um, it's very evident over the years, I've been entrusted with many enterprise level projects that if, um, and I've always have been able to lean on my fellow K-Forcers for support. But I have to say the best example that I can give of that wonderful support is one that happened recently during the pandemic. So I was delivering the largest program of my life. <laughs> and um, during that time, as you recall, kids were at home working on their online schooling. My husband was working from home and we were all cooped up inside in the house, not really knowing what was going to happen. And there was, it was a time of great uncertainty. k sent a message to us that was very clear and very powerful. They constantly, our executive team constantly communicated with us and the message was very simple. Take care of your safety, take care of your family and the work will follow. So as a mother, a working mother and a wife, I was able to execute well because K-Force never made me choose between my safety, my family, or my work. I could take care of all of it. And that is real support. Definitely, definitely that support. And you as a leader, do you have a specific approach to managing a team? Absolutely. My approach is, is pretty simple. My team is like my family. You know, it sounds a little cheesy, but we win together and we lose together. So I always tell them it is okay to fail as long as you fail forward. 
and recover. So the idea here is not to fail, but it is to learn from each failure. My team knows, as I you know, said before, they can reach me anytime they need to. I think this is very important because there are times when in the past I was, you know, I was stuck, I was frustrated and, you know, I didn't always have that helping hand and I want to be that helping hand to, to help them when they need me. So my team knows they can text me, call, chat, they can send a dove if that still works, um, but I am here for them if they need me um, and I have a total open door. Um, I want them to extend grace. Mistakes will happen. That is just a fact. But I want them to focus on how do we move forward and how do we learn from them and not necessarily on finger pointing. And I want to empower my team to make decisions. I found that there's still a lot of hesitation when it comes to decision making, especially among you know, female leaders. I want to encourage them to make the best decision they can make with the data and the information they have available at the time the decision needs to be made. That's wonderful, Jamila. And can you tell more about your technical, the technical aspects that that you apply in your job in Agile while leading a team? So absolutely. As I work with Agile teams now, I make it a point to stay up to date on technology. I mean, it, I get pulled into meetings, you know, to provide feedback, to make decisions. And I have to have that basic understanding of what I'm engaging in and in what direction to give the team. So anybody that knows me knows that I walk daily. And during those walk, I always leverage, you know, Audible to listen to podcasts like Agile Uprising or Agile Coaches Corner. I'm reading books like the Agile Samurai, which is it's a little bit tongue in cheek, but I love it and I would highly recommend it because it breaks down you know, those um, Agile principles that are, are needed when you're trying to guide um, the team. My role and my team's role in Agile is really mostly in engaging with stakeholders, it's in the planning, the capturing of those capabilities and making sure that they're properly translating, translated into user stories. And you know, it's providing support during development, during QA and, and bringing those stories live into production. I've often been referred to as a quarterback you know, because you know, when I'm called into these meetings, it's to provide direction, but it's also to help the team remove obstacles. That's wonderful. And I like that you have spoken already about how much you like people's voice to be heard and to be supported to your team from you as a leader. But can we talk about inclusion and diversity? What's K-Force doing about these topics? So K-Force has embraced uh, inclusion and diversity, but we do have a department that dedicates itself to DE&I, and I would highly encourage you and anybody else that is interested to engage with them so they can learn more on how K-Force is, um, is operating in that space. But on a personal and professional level, I can tell you my team is very inclusive. I don't see gender, race, creed. I see capable people all working together to reach a common goal. That's awesome how K4 supports these topics. And 
Many of our Women Who Code members, Hermila, are looking to grow into leadership positions and need advice from senior women like you to know what is the best way to lead a team. What could you tell us to all of us? Well, I would tell you, don't be, a, don't be afraid to admit that you don't know something. You know, when I don't know something, I just research it and then I pressure test it with, you know, subject matter experts. It's okay not to. No, you don't know everything, right? Never stop learning. I mean, over the years, I've engaged in many types of uh, leadership programs. The ones that have resonated the most with me are the ones that have to do with emotional intelligence and, or any type of 360 leadership. And, and the reason for that is because once I understood how to tap into my emotions, I learned to redirect them, to better inspire, to better motivate, and, and to you know, help my team and help others. I know as women, sometimes we're told, don't tap into your emotions, don't be emotional. The key is not to not tap into your emotions, it's to understand how to manage them and redirect them. Things like empathy, confidence, and reassurance are very important. And with 360 leadership, you know, I love having my peers' perspective of how I'm doing and of what I need to do more, what I need to do less, you know, I'll tell them to have several mentors. I'm very fond of the ones that I have that actually are outside of my current place of employment because, you know, I tend to overthink things a little bit and they give me a very objective perspective of whatever problem I'm wrestling with. Always extend grace and give the benefit of the doubt. As I said before, mistakes will happen and people will make mistakes. Let's help them fall forward graciously and recover. Because you know what? That will be extended to you when it is your turn. Listen to the whole story. Don't be afraid to ask for clarification. Even if you have to ask multiple times, the point is to understand. And then extend a helping hand to that fellow person, especially to an up and coming female leader so that they can rise and you know, live up to their potential. I love the terminology of extending grace. Thank you for that. And you have already mentioned a lot about your passions and how much you like um, developing other people in technology, growing your team and growing people within the company. But what are your passions outside of work? When I'm not working, I love to take walks. You know, we move next to the water so I can go kayaking. And I love to feed people. So I'm that person that, you know, is always feeding people. I'm obsessed with miniature appetizers and charcuterie boards. But that's a story for another day. I started walking every morning during the pandemic. Um, it's my sanity tool. It's my time to plan my mental space and plan for the day. And it's my time, as I, as I said before, to listen to some great podcasts and, and, you know, listen to some great books. So that's really how I love to spend my time outside of work. Wonderful. And do you have a pro tip that you would like to share to women in technology? Absolutely, Luz. I'd like to give them, give you three tips. Always take stretch assignments. 
right? Because those challenges, those stretch assignments are going to push you past that, that comfort zone and you're going to get into that really uncomfortable phase. But I promise you, you will emerge on the other side enriched with new skills and lots of newfound confidence. I would also tell them failing is okay. And I've been talking about that a lot. Um, failing forward is what you want to do. As women, we want to be perfect, but perfection is a myth. I want to tell you perfection is a myth. You want to learn from your failures and redirect. It will make you stronger. I live that. And then perhaps the most important one, respectfully speak up. You have a voice. If you cannot, if you don't use your voice, then you can contribute. So I encourage especially female leaders to speak up. Totally agree with you. Thank you so much, Sharmila. There is a lot that we have learned from you in K-Force today. And thank you everyone for watching this episode. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash Women Who Code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.